Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Consuming Crime with Jen and Jules. I'm Jen. I'm Jules. So, who's taking over as host today? Uh, me, Jen. So, in case you guys haven't noticed yet, what we typically do is we will... Each of us will take turns hosting, and the other person has no idea what the other one is talking about. So our reactions to each other's stories are 100% genuine. I have no idea what she's going to talk about today. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited for her to hear me. <laughs> <laughs> so today's case is going to be a little crazy, but I think it's important to talk about cases like these. And I'm talking about cases that happen on the internet. Okay, so for years now, the internet has become a place for many to escape, be themselves, and meet new people. Many have found themselves becoming friends with those online whom they have similar interests, are attractive, or anyone who is just willing to listen to them. Though many go online to engage with those who are like them, some go online to pretend to be other people. I think it's important, especially in today's world, to be really cautious, especially as, I mean, I'm not a parent, but I could imagine, you know, nowadays, I didn't grow up with tablets. Kids are growing up with tablets nowadays, and I think it's important for us to, to warn them. And I don't think these cases are to scare anybody. Though many go online to engage with those who are like them, some go online to pretend to be other people. I think it's important, especially today, to make sure that we educate kids about the Internet's deceptions and to realize that not everything they read is true and not everyone they meet is who they say they are. Today's case, we'll be talking about John and Mark. John and Mark's real names were never revealed because they were underage at the time of the incident. John was an indigenous young boy who needed a friend. At a very young age of at the very young age of four, John was digging into papers and found a book with his full name and date of birth. Next to his first name was a different last name than from the man who he believed had been his father this whole time. John was devastated as he loved the man with all his heart. He later found out his biological father was not a good man and would abuse his mother. Years later, when John was seven, his stepdad moved his mom, his little sister, and himself to a much smaller house. Unaware of the reasoning, he just remembered his mom crying and being depressed, and he just felt hopeless. John was a very smart boy for his age, and though he did not do very well in school, he was constantly a target for school bullies. He would be called packy and gay by other students, yet he continued to keep all of his emotions to himself. Mm, poor guy. And even after getting into a prestigious school, the bullying continued. He began to develop certain habits, such as OCD, where things, if things weren't in a certain way or manner, he would get anxiety. His insecurities also caused him to believe people were constantly talking about him. A simple hi would be enough for John to believe that a person was making fun of him. His relationship with his mother wasn't bad, but John did feel left out. After his mom found a new companion, John did not feel like he was a part of the family anymore. John would sometimes try to listen in to their conversations because he constantly thought they were talking about him. However, once his mother gave him a laptop for school purposes, he fell deep into the internet world. I'm not sure if you mentioned this already, but what year was this? Like, around what time? 2003. 2003? Yeah. This is when the internet was, like, first popping, huh? Yeah, this was around, like, 2001, I believe. No, no, no. This is actually, um, yeah, t the early 2003. So, yeah, the internet and, I mean, a laptop in 2003, that's pretty solid. Isn't that, have you seen that little, like, hand one? Or like the Mac, the first Mac where you have like a handle on it. So cool, huh? That was so It was like a little luggage. Yeah. A little, little suitcase. Yeah. That, those were the days. I yeah. was four. <laughs> I was probably like nine with my big old chunky desktop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, so um, John was gifted with a laptop from his mom. And while he was on there, he began chatting. He, you know, he used 
what is it, MSN? MSN, MSN? yeah, that's a messaging MSN. service, yeah. That's, that's the messaging service he was using. And he chatted with 20 different people, all kinds of people. And he was just excited to make friends. Mm-hmm. So um, while he was on there, he happened to meet a boy named Mark, who happened to be two years older than him. John was 14 and he was 16. They really hit it off. John enjoyed talking to him. But Mark was more interested in, in talking to girls. That is, until he got a chance to meet John's sister, Rachel. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Boy. <laughs> so after he met Rachel, um, John and Mark's relationship kind of blossomed. They began chatting. They continued to play video games. And they both had the luxury of having video chatting. So they would video chat with different people online. And though Rachel was a little nervous to do all that because she had had like a previous incident with a stranger, he, Mark still would at least turn his video on so she would get to see Mark and, you know, everything was good. So that brought them close, like that made Mark and John closer, Mark talking to his sister? Well, yeah, because John was just excited to have a friend and Mark was more like, yeah, you're cool, John. And then... And then he got to know Rachel, so that just kind of made their relationship, like their friendship stronger. So he I mean, wasn't looking at it the way that I'm I mean, trying to. Who knows if it was like genuine, I guess, or yeah. whatever. Oh, okay. But anyways, so then, yeah, they began chatting and then they would play video games all the time. And Mark and Rachel's relationship had blossomed. And by around April 2003, Mark confessed his love to Rachel via instant message. Did you have those? It's like, <laughs> I think I was being catfished, though. and yeah, It was I mean, nice to hear it, though, you know? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I mean, nice to read it? Or <laughs> did, did you oh, actually oh, make yeah. phone calls? I never video chatted, hence being catfished. Okay. So, throughout their conversations, I mean, Rachel confessed her love for Mark and everything was good. That is, until another person named Kevin joined their group chat on msn or their what how do you call those like servers or are they just group chats online yeah i think it's just a group chat a group chat msn group chat okay kevin wasn't a good figure from the beginning he began making threats to rachel and john and mark sort of felt like he had to do something about it kevin was requesting mark to send explicit images of himself and videos of himself in order to save rachel mark's complied and sent all those videos even though rachel begged him not to because she didn't want him to do that stuff but he did and then fast forward a couple days later mark doesn't hear anything from rachel so he begins to worry starts to question where rachel's at and that's where kevin steps in and starts saying that he killed rachel that you know he harmed her and all this stuff and that was the last time he ever heard of rachel yet him and john continued to hang out mark and john yeah what okay so mark and john continued to hang out and their relationship was just grew and surprisingly mark just forgot about rachel kevin told mark that he killed rachel and that it was all mark's fault but mark was like there was nothing i could have done like i did everything i could have done i didn't know you were gonna harm her and i had nothing to do with it and then kevin was like no it's your fault it's your fault and that was the end of that mark kind of just being 16 and whatever kind of just decided to ignore that it ever happened never reached the authorities never contacted anybody never told his mom like hey mom this guy named kevin just killed some girl named rachel that i i loved you know yeah but 
he just never brought it up. And he continued to talk to John and their friendship grew like so close that one day when John's mom got home from work, John wasn't there. And he got, she got a phone call that John was missing. So then she starts calling John like, where are you? You ditched school. And it's not like John to ditch school. John had good grades. And then it turns out that he was hanging out at Mark's house. And John's mom was a little kind of kind of worried like wait why are you hanging out with this little boy so much like this boy so much i mean he's two years older than you like you guys met online she thought it was kind of weird but john continued to like you know convince her that he's my friend he's my friend so then john's mom decided okay you guys are going to continue the friendship i have to meet mark's mom so then john's mom goes over to meet mark's mom and she seemed like a normal mom normal kid and they just felt better about the whole situation because they did meet online so it was kind of weird. Yeah. So then the relationship between them continued as friends. And then Mark ended up meeting a new girl named Lindsay. And then same thing, you know, he really liked her. He told her he loved her. And then Lindsay just vanished again. So then... Wow. I know, poor guy, huh? <laughs> His girlfriends keep, like, just ghosting them. Yeah. I mean, it's online. No, it's true. I can easily be like, hey, cutie, you know... What's up? And then later be like... Forget about him. There's a yeah. cuter one over there. Yeah, I mean, it's a cuter username. I met a cuter mark on Like, Yahoo. this one's Deadmuffin919, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, you're just Mark, whatever your username was. Mark from MSN. Yeah, whack. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so then Mark again just continued to just be a boy, play online, continued his friendship with John, and then another... He happened to make another friendship... This one was a little strange. Janet Dobinson. She was more mature and she also had a job which she claimed to be a secret agent <laughs> for the city of Manchester. Okay. Where this is located, guys. Sorry for the <laughs> late update. <laughs> so yeah, Miss Janet Robinson was claimed to be a um, secret worker, secret spy for the city of Manchester. She claimed to have all the connections with the government and she knows all these people and she's very, very powerful. And she tells Mark that the city and herself are in danger and she needs Mark's help. So Mark is just obviously intrigued. I mean, any little, any young teenager who sees ties of, you know, like any kind of secret agent, it's like so cool. Like, I yeah, want to be a part of that. Your secret agent. Yeah, any teenager is going to like wet their pants. I mean, I would. <laughs> I would hope I was a little smarter, but like if somebody were to, I mean, if somebody were to offer me like a, hey, secret agent, like I'll probably like look into it, you know, consider Today? it. Not online. Maybe there's like an Indeed ad. An Indeed <laughs> Special agent, you know. I don't know. That That's pretty cool. So then Mark is obviously intrigued by this Janet woman and wants to know more about her. And he just, she just says that she really needs Mark's help. And she needs his help because... The world is, I mean, I guess the city of Manchester is in trouble. So she asked Mark to do a couple of things in order to prove his loyalty to the secret agency. So she asked him to go to a friend's house and have oral sex with him. What, one of her friends? One of his friends. Okay. And he goes to John's house. And he goes to John's house and they play video games all night. And then Mark performs oral sex on John and John plays along with it. Now, one of Miss Janet's requests was for this to be recorded to prove Aww. that it happened. 
Once he, he finishes performing the sexual acts and gets the video, he sends it over to Janet. And Janet says, you know, well done. That's proof. So then, he, again, she asks for a second request. He has to kill somebody. What? Now, she specifically asked Mark to kill John. And then, obviously, Mark refuses. He's like, no, he's my friend, you know. I mean, think about it. He's been hanging out with this kid for, like, for a couple months now. And they've been hitting it off very, very well. And he's like, no, I can't do that to him. Like, that's my friend. Like, I love him. I can't do that. And then Janet tells him, well, he's going to die anyway. He has cancer. What? And Mark replies, cancer? How does he have cancer? He's my friend. If he had cancer, I would have known. And Janet replies with, he has a brain tumor. So then Mark is like, no, like you're lying. So then Mark later goes to hang out with John again. And John tells him, hey, man, you know, I just got out of the hospital and I have like a brain tumor thing. I've been really depressed and my mom thought I should see a doctor. And that's what my diagnosis was. So now Mark is just like, how the heck does Janet Dobinson know that my friend has a tumor and I didn't? Hmm. I have a theory, but I'm going to let you. I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> so then Mark is just like, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. He's my friend. And he didn't want to do it. But Janet insisted. Janet told him that he wouldn't get in trouble because she will be there and he won't go to jail for it. So then Mark agreed. He goes to the store, he purchases a knife, and tells John, hey, let's go hang out. Of course, John agrees, whatever. And they go to the park, they're playing, and then next thing you know, they're walking, and he pushes John into a dark alley. He begins to stab John continuously, and John's screaming, like, stop, like, call 911, call 911. But one of Janet's requests was for Mark not to call 911. This got really intense, like, really fast. Poor little dude. Damn. Yeah. I mean... I mean, Mark just seems like he's going to do it. Like, he's not a leader, obviously. He wasn't a bad person. I just think he was not the brightest of the bunch. But he was, what, like, 16? He was 16. No, not to, like, don't kill your friend. Yeah. Mark wasn't sure about it, and he wasn't sure if he was going to go through with it. But he just kept thinking about Janet's request, and he just felt like he was in too deep. One of, another one of Janet's requests was before he finishes them off to tell him that he loves them. He couldn't finish the whole process and ended up calling 911. I mean, I guess that's good. So Mark told the operator that a man in a black hoodie attacked his friend and tried to kill him. Ambulance arrive and see that John's still alive. He's clinging to life, but he's still alive, and he's in very critical condition. They rush John to the hospital, and surprisingly, John makes it. So now we have John, who's in the hospital, barely making it, but he survives, and Mark is currently, right now, under questioning in the station. So they ask Mark, like, you know, what happened? What's going on? And Mark tells them the truth. You know, Janet Dobinson, this woman named Javid Dobinson, a special agent, told me that she was going to be here and she told me to do this and that I had to do this. And the cops are just like, not buying it. Really, dude? Yeah, like, come on now. Like, that's his excuse. Secret agent. But then they started to realize that Mark was really, really, in his mind, telling the truth. They started to realize that Mark really believed that there was a Janet, a woman named Janet Dobinson and that he was going to get away with this. He really thought that 
you know, he was in the clear and he was doing it for a good cause. So then now they're just investigating like, okay, who's this Janet Dobinson woman, you know? So now they hire all these IT cybersecurity people to start investigating what what's going on. So they start by trying to dig up who who she was. They search emails. They can't find nothing. You know, they can't find anything about this woman. Like, this name doesn't even exist. Like, they have, like, no idea. That is until they realize that there was a certain word that he spelled, that this person spelled the same, and it was the word maybe. It was M-A-Y-B. Got it. So then that was like, okay, like, you know, we have something here. You know, all these people are the same. And then they were just wondering, okay, like, who can this person be? And as they began to question John, John broke down and confessed that he was all three of those people. (laughs) Wait, John? Yes. That is not what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so John apparently hated himself. Oh, obviously. Yes. So John had issues, as you can see from the beginning, his bullying. He had all his friends were girls, so he was picked on about being gay. And I mean, now that we know that he did all this, you know, it just proves that he's he had sexual issues. I mean, he pretty much tricked somebody to perform oral sex on him and record it and then send it to himself. And now you have to remember that John was only 14 years old when all this was going on. So then he doesn't have a sister named Rachel. Rachel was fake. And again, like... I thought Rachel was real. I thought Rachel was doing everything. (laughs) And again, like, during the trial, obviously, none of them got a serious sentence. You know, they... I'm glad. I'm kind of glad. I feel like they both were very, very young. And though Mark almost killed John, John wanted to die. Yeah, I mean, John did tell him to do it. So I can understand why... And I just feel like John wasn't a bad person either. He just he just had a lot of a lot of struggles in his life. And I feel like this whole case was just like insane for a 14 year old to pretend to be three people. And even during the case, the judge mentioned something about John. And that was that he was just ahead of his time. John? Yeah. Like, the judge said that John not, was ahead of his time? I don't think he meant it as like, oh, like, you're just, just, he was just too smart for, like, not too smart, but do you get what I'm like saying? manipulative. Very, like, his mind was way more advanced than, than Mark's. Like, he was able to, like, he was like a little Charles Manson, huh? He was able to manipulate a six, a, a, a boy that's two years older than him. So, he, okay, so then he was Rachel, he was Lindsay, he was... And Janet. Janet. And Kevin. And Kevin. He was bored out of his mind. Yeah, and um, John claimed that part of the reason why he wanted to die was because he just didn't know how to get out of it anymore. Yeah. And in my, you know, in my head, I'm like, can't you just turn off the laptop? But then I have to understand that in his little 14-year-old world, there's no way, there's like no way out of what he's experiencing. It's just your feelings kind of consume, like your hormones and everything. And I feel like especially his age, I mean, he was like a... You know, this was in Manchester. I don't know what how Manchester really like, but he's like a packy boy, and apparently he was getting bullied for it. I just feel like he was very clearly insecure and unsure of himself. And yeah. I mean, till this day, there's no pictures. We don't even have the real names. I found a picture of John, so that I'll be adding that to the website. You want to take a look? Wait, I want to see it. <laughs> he looks so normal. I'm pulling it up for Julie. Um, it's Jules. <laughs> Joel, who is Julie? Imposter. 
right. Our bougie drinks with our lemon. Shout out to Frankie for the vodka lemonade with liqueur. <laughs> with liqueur. Liqueur. <laughs> okay, Jules. It? So I found a picture. Okay. Let me see. Tell me he doesn't look like normal. I mean, I mean, nowadays you just don't know anymore, but... I mean, he does look like a pretty normal dude. He's got, like, pretty good eyebrows right there. I don't know. I just kind of picture him asking someone to, like, do him on camera and, like, stab him. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I mean, obviously he's got deeper issues, and I, I, I hope that he's better, you know? Yeah, Um. so update from what I had read. I heard that, don't quote me. Because I don't know if these are reliable sources, but as far as John goes, um, I heard that he's doing good. That he's married and just is doing good. Uh, Mark, I'm not too sure. I feel like for Mark... Poor guy, dude. Not only is it, like, humiliating. I mean, I know that he was humiliated. He mentioned, like, in the court, and there were some statements that he was obviously just, like, ashamed of himself for falling for it all. And I feel like it also, I mean... I don't know his sexuality, but I feel like it can definitely question. It, it's just going to make him question himself. Yeah. And I'm honestly glad that they didn't release any names because, I mean, yeah, no, I can I, only imagine what people would do, like, with his name and just make fun of him and, you know. Yeah, today's world is, like, sensitive but still oddly mean. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's because the internet. People can be mean on the internet all they want and then put it away you know yeah and then just target other people and and remain anonymous through it all you know there's people that are actually brave and say their opinions and show their face but you have those that just don't unfortunately and they get away with what they say but yeah i just thought that case is important for a lot of people nowadays don't trust people on the internet don't trust people on the internet and i mean the scary part is that he met this person in real life you know that's true. Like, that's that's, true. that's what I think. So don't trust anyone ever. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Alrighty, well, I hope you guys enjoyed the story. I know it's a quick one, but if you guys do want to read more about it, you could always just give it a Goog or, I don't know. Check out our website for the Yeah, check out our photos. website for the links, too. Links to your sources yeah. and stuff. If you want to check that out. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks for listening. listening. Wait, 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 wait. Give us five stars wherever you're listening, please. Yeah. Five. Nothing. If you're going to give less than a five, then don't give. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. All evil. (laughs) All right. Peace out, guys. Toodles.